This episode is brought to you by One Better. Now I know what you're all worried about, and that's what shampoo to buy next. Well, worry no more, because One Better has you covered. We've all heard about the two-in-one bottles that have shampoo and body wash in one. Now One Better is offering just what it says. One Better. Not only is it a shampoo and a body wash, it is also a mouthwash. So now your final one-stop shop for all your bathroom needs. Freshen up with One Better. Side note, don't actually ingest. Get in or around the mouth area. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, John Saxton, and we are recording from the studios at Woodward Camp. Once again, they have been gracious enough to let us use their setup, which is awesome. And today's guest, uh, we have two, potentially. The first one, Raymond Warner, uh, professional uh, scooter rider. Is it scooter? Uh, I, I don't want to get yes, the terminology wrong. Scooter rider, scooter scooter scooterist. <laughs> as long as scooter's in there, we're all pretty much, uh, we know what we're talking okay, about. Okay, perfect. I know with, with uh, rollerblading, they, they tend to go towards uh, inline instead. So I'm try- I always want to be as respectful as I can. So I'm not trying to step on toes. So no. if you had a terminology or a lingo. So, we're all good. Uh, we also potentially may have a Jamie Bestwick sighting here in the studio at some point before too long. But it is raining right now so he's at the top of the hill waiting and raymond and i were having a nice conversation so we decided let's just get into it so raymond thanks for for coming on the show absolutely thanks for having me happy to be here (laughs) so uh how long have you been coming to camp anyway so um i've been coming to woodward east now since uh the very first year they actually had scooters uh we we came with a couple of our our, uh, other friends and teammates at one point and actually shot the video promoting that scooters were allowed here. So that was really cool. So now it's been probably like seven years, somewhere around six or seven years now. And uh, But Woodward West, they, they allowed them a little bit earlier. So Woodward in general, I think it's been right about like nine years. Awesome. I do remember the first time that um, that you guys were out here. So I was here when you guys all came for that like video promotion kind of shoot. I was here for it. Um, but uh, if I remember, there was kind of a lot of you. So I, when you guys came in and took over, I just kind of go ride another skate park or whatever. Yeah, there was like seven of us or something, six, yeah. six of us. But I remember you guys shredding. I mean, it was it was awesome. I mean, I, I know now it's uh, Scooter is kind of like a staple here at camp, more or less. Uh, but for a long time, it was one of those sports that people were, people fought to get here. And for some reason, there was some backlash. Not backlash, but it just wasn't as open to you guys. But then once right. you came in, it was just like open the floodgates. Just all these kids came in. Now you guys have really high numbers, which is awesome. Yeah, you know, I think it always starts out when there's anything new. You know, right. People, whoever's the first one to jump on board, they have to be the first one to jump on board. They have to see the, the interest and if it's going to, of course, like um, bring in all the numbers. And eventually it did. But that first year, I'm, I'm sure, weren't as high as like, you know, BMX or skateboarding. I don't think still... Well, I don't know what the numbers are specifically, but I do remember if, I mean, obviously it was a little while ago and I've hit my head quite a few times over the years, <laughs> so my memory might not be as as uh, clear as it should be, but I remember there, the scooters were allowed the last week of the yep. year or something like yep. that, and that last week it was just like chaos. Flooded. It was flooded. So uh, I thought that was, that was pretty awesome. So... Um, before Jamie gets here, I did kind of want to get a little bit of backstory from how you got into doing this stuff. Because I've talked to skateboarders and BMXers, and I'd have to assume your story is fairly similar. But that's one thing I love doing is kind of getting a, a history of what brought you to, to this point in your life. Because I know you do a lot of YouTube stuff. And I mean, a lot of, you have a lot of followers. So you're kind of not maybe at the top, but you're, 
you're pretty well known. So how do you get from um, picking up the scooter for the first time to where you're at now? I know that's kind of a loaded question, but... Yeah, it's all good. You know, when I started scootering, uh, this, the sport was at its infancy. So there weren't many scooter riders at the time, maybe like 70 or maybe under 100. And uh, so when I picked it up, I, I did kind of dabble in skateboards and bikes previously, but I picked it up because it was different. And I wasn't ever very good at skateboards or bikes. I could jump, you know, and I could all I could go off the curb, but never enough to like impress somebody. But the first time I got somebody saying like, "Whoa, like that was kind of neat," because I did a tail up, that was that was it. I loved it ever since right. then. And and since then, you know, I've, I've ridden a lot and I've competed in many contests, many here actually, as well as other woodwork camps. And um, it just that kind of formed into kids kind of. Um, being attracted to the writing aspect of everything that we all do, and then I decided to make a YouTube channel, and here we are. And it's, and, and history brought us to where we're at now. Yeah, that's six, fantastic. Sixteen years later, man. Sixteen. So, what brought you to to starting that YouTube channel? Obviously, we all know it's, YouTube is one of those things that people just anyone can post to it, and it's one of those things like you never know where it's going to go, but you're just doing it for fun. So, what kind of brought it to that point where? Where you said, "All right, I want to, I want to just start uploading these videos and just keep going." So, what was the routine, I guess, for you to start doing that stuff? Because I know that's one thing a lot of people are curious how to even get started with the whole YouTube thing. They they feel it's just so overwhelming going out, filming a couple hours, and then going home, editing a couple hours, posting it. Almost, I don't know if you do it every day or what your what yeah. your schedule is. You know, it is overwhelming. You know, especially at first. Yeah. Uh, the way I started was, you know, I was, I was riding my scooter no matter what. And when I was riding at this point, I was working at this scooter shop, and I was thinking, oh, this just could be something I could do if, when I get off work and, because the shop that I worked at just so happened to have a skate park there. So I, would just, I was staying late no matter what. So I just tossed a GoPro on my head and just started filming stuff. And I, I would come home, and at my own leisure at the, the beginning of it, I would edit it and throw it up and see if people liked it. And... You know, it, obviously it started slow, but then I start. I saw a couple of other my, a couple other of my friends. One of which a lot of people know of is Tanner Fox. Tanner obviously started in scootering, and he obviously moved into into another direction. Um, but I wanted to see more of him riding. I wanted to see more of him scootering. So I was like, you know, maybe there's a lot of other kids out there like that that would love to just see somebody ride all the time. So that's just what I continued to do, and people seem to enjoy it, which is really cool. I'm really thankful for that, and. Uh, yeah, just picked it up and started. That's pretty awesome. So I guess uh, with with that being said, uh, I mean, I'm not trying to get exact numbers, but you have a pretty good following at this point. What Has it been pretty positive as far as feedback? Are you one of the – this is another question I had for somebody that has a, a pretty wide fan base. Do you read your comments? Because I know that I, I do. some people do and some people don't because they know what kind of – negativity is out there so i mean how is that, how is that like channeling and surfing through the comments good and bad it's hard you know it's definitely hard because i, I don't think anybody takes real um kind of gnarly criticism as, as well as they say they do of course I, I i do pretty well and i think everybody says that at some point but it's hard sometimes you know because you're still like dude I'm, I'm breaking my back out here trying to get this video out and you guys are just talking crap on me on the I'm comment sure. section. But I, I, I try to read like 80, 80% of them. Okay. And I, I try to filter through them. I try not to let like a lot of cussing come through and things like that. But um, Do you actually like delete the bad ones yeah. and things like that? Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, I, have see, like, smart. I have a filter too. It says like you, you, you can't throw F-bombs in there and things like that. And if they do, it's just hidden, things like that. I, I just Because my audience, some of them, you know, a, a good portion of them are younger. 
and mom and dad don't want them to see that, and I don't necessarily want them to either. I wouldn't want my kids. You want to be a good role model. I want to be a good role model, so I just try to filter all that stuff out. I try. That's beautiful. So uh, given with the – going back to scooters, I know we kind of had this conversation a little bit, and that's kind of what made me start wanting to record a little before, I mean, Jamie gets here. I did see him walk by, so it's literally like any second. But (laughs) anyway, before he gets here, I did want to kind of find out and talk to you a little bit more about how your uh, school life was because I know for myself in high school – and middle school, bikes were still cool, but at high school, bikes were very not cool. <laughs> so they were really not cool. Uh, so I'd have to assume that you had a similar uh, lashback with um, scooter riding and things like that being in high school. Did kids know that, that you rode scooters? Did I mean, I don't know what level you were at when you started getting recognized and things like that, but how was your high school career with that kind of stuff? You know, high school, um, high school was a little, a little rough for me. You know, I was, I was, um, bullied just because of the fact that I was just kind of a smaller kid, very quiet to myself and whatnot. And, uh, the scooter portion of it, 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 it was, it was pretty good at first, you know, within the first couple of years, it was, it was easy. And, uh, because people would see me at the local skate park, and they thought it was again, they thought it was different, so it was easy to kind of impress them because I could, I could do like flips at this point. You know, oh, okay. I was just just starting to, I should say. The flip is what what changes people's that, game that's all it. day. So <laughs> you could be doing the craziest things, but until you do a flip, that's all they want to see. Yep. And then and then you know things started to take a, a little bit of a turn because you know more, more skateboarders were starting to come into the which was, I'm not I'm not saying this was only skateboarders by the way, but it's just people coming to the skate park, right? You know, being outnumbered and things like that. So easy target. So, um, but, uh, but people, people started to kind of think it was just weird at that point. You know, get, get, people were getting older and I know we've talked about kids getting into, you know, girlfriends and cars and things like that and saying, oh, I'm not really into that anymore. I'm not into, um, you know, wheels. Right. Uh, right. So it, it started to get weird after a while, but it, you know, made it through, made it, made it out okay. And I'm still here. So I'm, I'm happy with how high school went. You had the last laugh to be honest. I'm you, sure. You know, I'm still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so you said, if I remember right, you said you were, you've been out of high school for 10 years. 10 years. Did you guys have a reunion? Did you get to go back and kind of I throw didn't. it in anybody's faces? I didn't get to do one. They, <laughs> COVID. Oh no. It, was, it should have been this year. Oh no. I was looking forward to that, dude. I was so looking forward to you that. You know what? This actually, is the 20th year of my my reunion. Oh, and we 20th. were going to have a 20-year reunion this no. year. And I was looking forward to just going back to some of those bullies and things yeah. back in the day and be like, What's I up, still dude? do what I love. Screw <laughs> you. <You're... laughs> no, I mean, obviously, I'm not that spiteful, but <laughs> it would have been it fun been nice, though. to see some faces, familiar faces that obviously I'd hope, like to think that people change over, over the years. Some people... Stay the same, but I'm sure a lot of them do. Though you, you're young, when you're a kid, you know, you do all kinds of stuff that that's it. You're not proud of later. <laughs> well, that's fair enough, and I think we should probably move on to a different topic before we start telling <laughs> those stories. Uh, but uh, I guess looking back, it's probably. I mean, I know for for myself, obviously, and I'd have to assume that you're the same. I feel so fortunate being where I'm at, as old as I am. Obviously, I try not to remind myself, and still being young enough to be able to ride bikes and you obviously scooter and just still here at camp living the dream. I remember I came here at 15 years old as a camper and I'm almost 40. I'm 38 and I'm still coming to camp, just living the dream. Right. Like this is fantastic. What, how are you, uh, are you looking towards the future as far as like what the next, I mean, not next step, obviously you're still in it, but do you have, uh, do you have other plans outside of scootering or, or what you'd like to do? Uh, long term, um, you know, I, I've 
I have a couple of things that I would like to learn how to do. One of which is um, as a retirement plan, if that's what we're kind of referring to it as. Well, I don't know if retirement, maybe a, an Co- earlier career, reti- a career, career path. Wise? Okay. I don't know. You know, Just, I, I, I do have a couple of things going um, that are kind of in the pot right now with uh, one of my sponsors. You know, we, we have a company called Vital that I'm um, uh, kind of in there with. And uh, so I'm working on trying to figure out how the actual business portion of everything goes. So I, I would love nothing more than to be in the actual business side of scootering because this is my passion. This is what, it, what I've always done. This is most likely what I will always do. I'll always have a scooter to step on at right. some point, you know. And just like you, you know, you're 38. You still love riding still your bike. Still love it. And you love watching videos, I'm sure, and seeing Absolutely. pictures. And that's what I would like to, to be able to do is, is to just keep my foot in that scootering door and um, continue to have a like you said an actual career um that other than that i would love to get into and learn how to do real estate stuff but oh there you go yeah all right well that, that's cool do you do anything as far as like teaching kids how to scooter or anything like like outreach programs or anything along those lines i know obviously he, you're here at camp right now so you're doing that this week and while you're here uh, do you do anything like that at home your local parks anything like that um i have or I, even on your YouTube, maybe. I, I, that's that's what I was going to get to. I, I, I do it on my YouTube channel as, as much as I can because I try to kind of help the kids that are not exactly able to come to Woodward or my local town or, or any – they don't have a local pro. Um, so I try to put up, like, how-to videos and whatnot and uh, things like that. But I, I have done things at um, local skate parks near me to where we'll have um, essentially some kind of a, a smaller version of what camp is, and we'll have – 20 or 30 kids come out and I teach them how to tail whip or, or how to do a bar spin or something like that. But it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm very thankful for them. That's cool. Sorry. Uh, Bestwick is actually texting me right now. Where are you? So <laughs> oh, he's probably down at digital media or something. I think he might be down at digital media. I don't know why he would have like he... gone there, but we are recording. So <laughs> we'll, try, <laughs> we'll try to keep this as, as seamless as possible. Uh, so, all right, let's get on to the other thing. I know you said uh, you, you've done a lot of contests and things like that. So uh, why don't you talk about that? What kind of contests have you gone to? Do you travel a lot? Do you travel overseas and things like that? What kind of wild stories do you have from riding contests and things like that? I, I guess, obviously, from my side of things, I didn't know there was as many scooter contests as there probably are, but do you stay pretty busy throughout the year doing doing contests? Yeah, yeah, we usually, you know, it's, it's contests aren't the, the main reason for travel at this point, a lot of which is um, going and doing either large or small tours or uh, camp visits or shop visits or whatever, things like that, but Com- competitions take up probably around 30% of the travel. And uh, there's, there's been comps all over. We've, we've done a lot of international ones. Um, we've done a lot, again, like I said earlier, here at camp. Uh, the mini mega one, there's been vert comps, street comps that we've been to, worlds. There's all kinds of them. It's just like in, in the BMX world and whatnot. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I, I mean, obviously, I know we, we just met just a few minutes ago. So that's what makes this exciting because I feel like I could ask you questions all day. Yeah. It's one of those Let's things go. where, <laughs> and, and, and I'm probably going to. Uh, but one thing that uh, I did, you'll find out, may, maybe you won't. I don't know. But I, I mean, we're just starting this relationship. We just yeah. met. So we, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a story it's guy. It's blossoming. I, it's blossoming. <laughs> I'm a story guy. I love stories. So, uh, and I, I tend to do this all the time where it's almost becoming repetitious for me uh, as far as my guests and people I talk to and conversations I have. I just try to pull out fun stories from people. Uh, what are, 
obviously I'm not promoting drinking or anything like that, but what's right. your bar, your go-to bar story or your, your like your <sighs> late night campfire story of just, obviously we're trying to keep it somewhat PG if we can, obviously if it goes off the rails, so be it. But <laughs> I, try, I try to rein it in just a little bit. Uh, but, and, and I'll give you a, a a second if I can help it, but I'm a story guy. Like from all the, like where are some of your favorite places you've, you've traveled to doing contests? What are some wild adventures? Uh, because I have hung out with quite a few scooter guys in the past, obviously, uh, doing like doing some of the projects and, and skate park builds and things that like that in the past where I've hung out with, uh, oh, what's his name? John from New Jersey. Uh, John John. Marco? John Marco Gatos. John Marco, yeah. yeah. So I know John Marco, obviously. I've known him since he was a baby at Incline Club. And he's one of the dudes now. Like yeah, he's, dude. He's, he's amazing. He's a, he's a maniac. So, uh, so like, just hanging out with some of those dudes, I know you guys get rowdy, just like some of the BMX stories we uh, might have. There's, there's, one, there's one that I lean to. I'm, I'm not going to name names. I'll just say it was a friend of mine. That's probably smart. Don't yeah. name names. Don't criminalize it. <laughs> we, we, were, um, we were overseas, and uh, we were in uh, China at the time. And he, uh, well, he, let's just say I was trying, trying to be, like, um, helpful. Okay. <laughs> and Fair enough. We, he almost ended up getting in, in a fight with this huge Russian dude. Ma- he was massive. And it, I, I don't know how it transpired, like how it actually worked out, but it ended up him just kind of taking off. Like they both, he, he walked one way, and then my boy walked the other way. And he was a little, he was a little sauce, he was a little, <laughs> and I couldn't <laughs> put it mildly. And, and, and I'm in the middle of Shanghai, and I, I can't find him. And I have no money. I don't know where we're supposed to stay. Like, I don't know where the hotel is. I can't speak to anybody because it's all in Chinese. My phone doesn't work. And, I'm, and it's, it's 6 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's early. It's, you had a good night. Yeah, it was a long night. It's 6 a.m. And I'm trying to find this dude. And I'm, like, walking through the middle of Shanghai. I cannot find him. I finally find him sleeping in a bush. He had, didn't, <laughs> didn't have his wallet, didn't have his phone. I ha- and I was just, like, kind of, like, threw him over my shoulder not threw him over my shoulder, but I like kind of got him up and um, went around and we, I found, somehow I found his phone and his wallet in Shanghai in, a, in a, like a planter and he broke his ankle because he walked down the stairs and rolled it super hard, broke it and it was just a mess. It was an absolute just mayhem. Isn't that some of the funnest stories though? Just those, those stories where in the moment where you know this is going to be a fun, a funny story someday or a cool story yeah. someday. Yeah. But right now, this is the worst. This is bad. <laughs> this is bad news. <laughs> and obviously, you're hoping that it's going to be positive someday. You don't want to be saying a sad story yeah. like this in the future. But it's uh, that's one. I just love when I'm in the middle of a story and you're like, we are in the middle of it right yeah. now. I can't wait to see how it ends. You're literally watching the movie in real time, in real life. And that's the funnest part. I, yeah. And, I kind of feel that way about this whole COVID thing. I'm kind of like, are we We're in the middle, middle of something crazy? Like, we are in the middle. Is, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the outcome is. We don't know what the ending is going to be like, but that's what keeps it exciting, what keeps it fresh. I'm just hoping that ending comes soon. <laughs> I think we all are. Yeah. I think we are all at that point. So, all right, well, here, let's. we're at the studios at Woodward Camp. How has your adventure been so far uh, that you've been here? How, how long have you been here? I know you, I've seen you about a week around camp, but we haven't really connected yet, so... How has your uh, your week been or your your stay been so far? It's it's been great. It's it's always cool coming here and seeing all the kids and and being able to interact with them and and kids that are outside of my sport, skateboarding, BMX. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's always cool to be able to make those kind of connections. Um, there's been a 
it's it's been a very interesting week because of all of the social distancing stuff. But it's been easy. It's been it's been it's been easy to get around. All the kids have been having a great time. Everybody's smiling, and uh, I haven't fallen super hard. So as long as I haven't fallen super hard, I'm good to go. How would you say you've learned anything since you've been here? Like, I mean, obviously at this point in the game, it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, in a couple of days, I've learned all this stuff, especially at this at this point. Um, but I mean, what is the progression? What are some of the pros and cons of of being here for you? Do you have setups like this or? resis and things like that to to work on at home not not so not as um accessible as they are here i mean you, you can get to one uh but it's it's going to take you a couple hours we, we used to have one but it's it's since gone unfortunately but um we've i've learned a couple of things since i've been here it's more so been doing uh the the tricks that i that i normally do over certain obstacles certain okay. certain gaps having like a small spin to it and uh just trying to figure out how to do it in uh, different ways, essentially, and oh. trying to clean it up and things like that. Very cool. How's the uh, the uh, playing with, hanging out with kids, playing with kids, like all that stuff been for you? Have they been uh, pretty responsive and receptive to, to you being here? Yeah, they've been awesome. They always are. They're always really kind and just happy to be one of which mainly in the vlog. As soon as the camera comes out, oh, good God, like they're, <laughs> they just want to see what's going on. They want to be in there. They want to like do tricks for it. They want to do this. They want to do that, which is awesome. You know, you really Absolutely. get their reaction when that video, you get the camera out. courage. Oh man. They, they love it. And you it's get so that cool. all the time. Oh, all the time. All the time. All That's the gotta time. be one of the most exciting things for you. Yeah. It's so cool. I used to film back in the day, actually for camp, I used to film the colony of summer videos here. Oh, sick. And, and it was one of those things where whenever the camera comes out, you get everyone, no matter how shy they are, they'll come out of the, out of, out of the, out of the corners and the dark shadows, and they'll just want to get on camera and just, just point what, themselves out. That's right. That's why. Check me do this trick out, whatever. <laughs> so, so you've been filming a lot here at camp. How has that been going? You've been getting a lot. Like, I guess maybe I'm reverting back to a question I had earlier, but how often do you film and put out videos and things like that? So I used to do every day. Uh, I did you know, seven days a week for three and a half years, and um, it was good. You know, I got a lot of content out there, but it sucked. At the same time, it's a lot of work. It was a lot of work, and 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 lately, within the past four months, uh, my schedule's been kind of, it was kind of dodgy. Like I'd be like, oh, I still post every day, and I'd miss days, and kids just didn't know like when to tune in. So now I've just given myself an actual schedule. So now it's uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. Every every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, no matter what, they get a video up. So it, it's been really really easy doing that here because there's a million different things you can do. You can jump on the mega. You can ride vert. You can sitting here with you film this like there's a million things i can do so it's but it's been going it's, it's endless there's something for for whatever whatever yeah. you're you're ready to do you can chill in the gopro lounge and watch old videos you can eat burgers all day if yep. you want you can ride some street you could ride some park you can ride the big stuff vert whatever so where is your uh your focus if you had i mean are you one of those guys that will ride a little bit of everything or do you kind of try to focus on street or park or anything like that. I am not a street guy whatsoever. Not a street guy whatsoever. No, I okay. wear big knee pads and gloves. Okay. So it's not my thing. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm always on, I love being on Mini Mega. Um, that's my favorite thing here, definitely. And then if I'm not on Mini mini Mega, you can either catch me in Lot 8 in the skate park jumping over the box or on the vert ramp in Cloud 9. That's pretty much that's pretty much my my spots all throughout camp. Kids are like, "Where's Raymond?" There's only three places I can. There's be. only three places. Yeah, and you, and you can stand on one ramp and figure out and where see I'm at. See them all. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess have you 
You like the Mini Mega. Have you ever gotten a chance to ride the the actual Mega Ramp? Yeah. The one at West, I'm assuming? Yeah, at West. How did that work out for it, you? It was, it was nerve-wracking, but it was a lot of fun. I don't think I've ever actually seen a scooter rider ride a Mega Ramp. I've seen it on the Mini Mega, obviously, because I'm here all the time. But I've never actually seen a scooter rider ride the Mega. Did it work out all right? Like did It did. Like <laughs> the it, physics worked everything. So like the the thing I wanted to do while I was there, I wanted to get like the highest air. That okay. was like my my goal on that ramp. And uh, so it was just getting getting that quarter right. The 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 gap's easy. It's super simple. If you just drop in and you stay down, you pump it, you're solid. You got it. You know, and uh, so I was flipping the gap every try, no no worries. But then the quarter is what was weird because it, it's very easy for us to like tip too far forward and just continue to go. And, oh, gosh. And it's odd, but we got That's it. That's got to be so strange. It, it's really weird because you can't touch the coping either. Cannot touch the Not coping. at all. Not at all. So you try, You have to like pull out a hair before so you don't get that bump either? Yeah. So, yeah, you, you pull out slightly and then you push your wheels over just, oh, just like you do on, on vert. Just I don't, I don't know how it works on bikes. Do you guys use the coping a little bit? Some guys do. Some guys don't. I try... I'm, I think I'm too used – I don't ride vert enough to, like, have that vert pump where some guys, they kind of use the pump, the coping, and they almost, like, racer through it a little bit mm. from what I can tell. So so they stay as close to the wall as they can for when they come back in to be able to keep their momentum going. I am too used to airing mini ramps, so I'm used to that pull out. Yeah. So I'm too used to, like, pulling out because, obviously, for the people that are listening, I know you know, but the people listening, when the ramp is not vertical – you have to like almost bunny hop off the top of the lip to be able to go straight up. Otherwise, the ramp, the trajectory will throw you onto the deck. So using that same mindset and all those same uh, muscle memory kind of moves on vert, when the vert is, when the ramp is vertical, you pull out, you're gonna land flat. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna get pulled out and yeah. go flat bottom. So uh, so I so it's got to be strange, obviously, kind of doing that. For on a scooter, obviously, because your wheels are so much harder. On a BMX, our wheels are a lot softer. There's a little bit more give. Granted, you'll have guys like Jamie or, or whatever that run 100-plus PSI, so that seems like it's rock solid. Actually, only – Jamie was a bad example. He only runs 80 PSI on vert, I was about to say, insane. he runs 100? I was like, dang. Some of the guys run 100 or, or more. But on vert? On vert, yeah, just so they can go their, their maximum uh, – Get, use their maximum efficiency, I right, guess. Right. But yeah, Jamie's, I think, 80, whatever. We can ask him if he ever shows up. He texted me literally 10 minutes ago, and he's like, yeah, where are you guys? But he's he's en route, he says, but either way. So we're, we're able to kind of knock this out ourselves, yeah, which yeah. is still exciting. I feel so. like I've known you for years. <laughs> we're going way back here. <laughs> so where did you say you're from? California. Yeah. And I know you told me, but my memory, again, is foggy. So where exactly... Exact, uh, not you don't have to give address out to yeah. the people. Two way, yeah, right. <laughs> what's your local park? Where are you from? All that stuff. Yeah, so I'm from Marietta, California. Okay, so, so uh, small. It's not a massive town. Maybe I think it was like a hundred and something thousand people, but it's big enough for me. Okay, I love it there. It's home. It's, it always will be. I've just bought my first house out there, and I'll, I'll live there. Congratulations! For the rest of my life. Thank you. So I saw when I saw you today. Actually, when I met you, you were riding Bestwick's bike around camp. Do you ride uh, BMX at all? I don't. I, I would. I can jump. You know, I can jump. I can flip and things like that. Um, but I, I ride mo- mountain bikes. I've gotten into that a lot within the past year and some change. Okay. And that's been a blast. And, I'm and sure. now I have like a scooter. I've got my skateboard. I've got a mountain bike. And now I just need the last piece of the puzzle 
for me anyway, would be a BMX, a BMX. bike. So that's going to be my next purchase. That's a, that's quite a puzzle. Yeah, dude. I love that puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that puzzle. So what kind of mountain bike do you have? I have a Scott Ransom. Oh, man. That's a good one. Yeah, I love it. I'll bet that's sweet. You got sick trails out that, that way as well. Dude, we, I'm spoiled out there. We have Greer. Like, oh, good Lord. I love it so much. And and I have, like, um, a couple of the buddies that kind of uh, have shown me the route and everything and, like, where to go, how to get here, how to get there. So as soon as I got a bike, I was, like, I, I was in. I, I can cruise up by myself and not get lost, which I think is sometimes the hardest part. That's one of the most... Uh the, the scariest parts, I guess, going out into the woods by yourself, riding some of these trails that you know could be, if you take a wrong turn or go on the wrong network, it could be miles, like miles and miles and miles out of the way. But once you have a couple a couple times through the trails that, and you kind of get a little more familiar where to take turns and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it's one of those things on, on single track. It's kind of hard to get lost, but if there are intersections every now and then, so you can. So it, that's one of the, the, the biggest things that I think kind of freak people out a lot that kind of happened to my wife because i was trying to get her into bmx and or excuse me into mountain biking but she was so nervous to ever go out not by her that or wanted to go out by herself but she was like i'm not ever riding without like to you. venture kind to, of to advent, the adventure but I, that's the part i like i like getting lost and finding yeah. what, i'm like well all right that'll make me concentrate a little bit better on the next one yeah so uh well i guess this is exciting so uh one more can I pull out another story from you? I mean, I'm just another story guy, but uh, I just see. I want to see if I can just keep it going, keep on trucking with these these stories. And if we have to, if we have to end it early and just kind of pick back up when Basso gets here, that's all good. No, too. I'm fine. Uh, I'm trying to think of one right now. Here, you, you give me one. I'll think if I can pick, think of one um, uh, within the next minute or two. This story is a long one, but because we're at camp, I feel it's so relevant. But it's it's a lot of people's favorite story here, and if I'm repeating myself forgive me because I've, i feel i've told this story on uh on here before so but i'll try to keep it as quiet as as toned down and as short as possible while still keeping the the exciting part so this was we'll say a hundred years ago something like that we're all riding it's and i don't know if you're if you've ridden the the midnight sessions the tent because the kids go to sleep at 10 yeah. o'clock so there's that 10 to midnight sessions just for the staff which is pretty pretty fun that's when a lot of the staff come out or or it's it's either dead or it's full of staff members whatever this night it was just a couple of us just riding up in lot eight and some of the directors came out and said hey guys just just as a heads up there is a drifter on camp or he was on camp and we kicked him out so it was just a guy that was just walking down 45 just a hitchhiker or whatever that just kind of walked in and didn't know he wasn't supposed to be here they found him like sleeping up in the woods or something like that not on campgrounds but close enough to where they went around and at least told all the staff hey just watch out if you see anybody kick him out like let us know immediately we can he wasn't on st- on site they kicked him out told him what's up and then he left but so it was just kind of a, a be careful kind of thing. Watch mm-hmm. out. If you see anybody, let's let's get him out of there immediately. Okay. It never ended up being a thing. But um, because of that fact, we all went out, we had fun, we got pizza and slushies late at night. So it was we had our we had our time out. And then when we came back, I was just kind of we we're just kind of hanging out right before we all kind of went our separate ways to, to our rooms to go to sleep. And one of my friends brought it up. Hey, what, wouldn't it be crazy if a, if a drifter, if that guy was still here? And he said this, and I was like, you know, that would be kind of funny. And then right as he said that, there was an, another 
guy, like another buddy that was walking from the pool, uh, the pool showers. He was taking a shower up at the pool okay. and then walking back towards the loss. And another one of my buddies, like we were all just kind of in the same zone, but just kind of doing our things. Uh, somebody found like some skateboard wheels and was just bouncing them off the ground. And one of them hit uh, the school at the bottom of the hill. And it hit the school. And my buddy that was walking down the hill was like, did you hear that noise? Do you think it was the drifter in there? <laughs> Like, out of nowhere. And I was like, "How? what a coincidence that we just happened to be talking about that. And then he came all the way down the hill, and he heard that skateboard wheel, and he was like, yeah, I think that was the drifter. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And there were three of us that kind of, at the same time, looked at each other and said, yeah, it might have been. We should go check it out. Uh -oh. So this was right when, like, we weren't allowed to ride in the skate parks. All the skate park lights were turned off and things like that. And uh, so the lights were off. And we're like, let's go turn the lights on. So we, my one buddy, he's in flip-flops and board shorts or whatever because he just came from the shower. So he's like just walking over there, and somebody else walked, walked in with him. And it was kind of one of those things where there are three of us on the joke. We're going to mess with him just for a second. So as soon as he walks to the door, he goes to like open the door, and then the light switches right there on the left. Or it was right there on the left. So as soon as he turned the lights on, one of my other buddies threw the skateboard wheel at the wall again, which is a big metal building. So it's right. like it's going to echo and make this crazy noise inside. So as soon as the lights went on, he threw the skateboard wheel at the wall, made this crazy noise. My other buddy was right next to my one buddy that was the who we're playing the joke on. Right. Flipped the lights off and then closed the door real quick and we all ran away. And we're just like, that was so crazy. And we just kind of played it up and played it up. Mm. And then we're like, I'm not messing with him. And then my one buddy's like, well, what if he's in there and he's he's just thinking the worst, going to the absolute negative end of the story. Like, what if this and that and the other? And we're like, do you really want to mess with this guy if this, that, and the other? Obviously, it's just a prank. There are three of the four of us just know there's nobody in there. Right. But the one is just certain there is some there's somebody sleeping in that in that building just living in there and he doesn't want us to go in so we just kind of let well enough alone and we went on with our separate separate ways we all went to sleep i woke up the next morning and already somehow word spread like wildfire that the drifter was asleep in that room like everybody oh my Camp, God. no campers knew no campers knew but between the staff like everyone's like did you hear there was a drifter sleeping in the school last night, and I was like, "Yeah, I did." And crazy. I, I did. I was like, "Wow, yeah, I did know that. That's crazy." We went and checked it out, and we heard him like making noise in there. That was so wild. And we're just kind of feeding the flames a little right. bit. So nothing happens the whole rest of the day. It never gets brought up again. And then we don't. No one even thinks of it. So we go. We all go in the state. We go in the town. We have some more pizzas. It was a kind of a nightly thing. We go with pizzas and just hang out, just have a good time. That was kind of our escape every night. We just go into town, get some pizza come home, go to sleep. And then obviously sometimes some, some excitement will, will transpire. And yeah. uh, so we're on our way back. We park in the, in the, in the, uh, in the back lot, the back parking lot, the staff parking lot. And sometimes our nights went really long. Sometimes they weren't this night. It happened to go very long. So I think it was probably around three, three thirty ish that we're already like getting back into to camp. So we're all kind of tired and it was one of those things where we're walking back and no one said anything, but I was just kind of in my mind. I was like, all right, if he says anything about this drifter again, because it was the same buddy. Right. He was just, he came back with us. And I was like, if he says anything about the drifter again, I'm going to I'm gonna try to mess with him as best I can. So I went down, pretended to tie my shoe. I picked up a rock. So I was like, all right. And so we're walking back from the from the staff, staff parking lot, walking around the corner by the canteen, or excuse me, by the, by the, uh, um, 
like the old Mundo. folks home, yeah, yeah okay. Mundos, all the all that kind of stuff uh, down there, um, or the cafeteria as well. So we're walking around the corner. So the school is in sight. It's a long. It's probably like two hundred feet away, something like that. And right as we get around the corner, I'm just like waiting for him to say anything about it. And sure enough, he's like, "You think the drifter could be in there again tonight?" As soon as he said that, I took that like. We're walking next to each other. Our feet are right next to each other. And for one split second, like one step, I slowed down and let him walk one step ahead of me. I threw the rock as hard as I could. And then I stepped up with him real quick. So when I, when it, cause I knew when it made the noise, when it hit the building, I would be right next to him. So he wouldn't see me throwing, right, right. throwing the rock. So as it happened, like as soon as the rock hit, I was right next to him and he just stops, grabs me on the shoulder, looks at me in the eyeball as scared as, as he could be. And he's like, dude, are you kidding me? And I was like, oh my gosh, did you hear that? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what are we going to do? We can't let him sleep in there tonight too. Oh my God. And we just, <laughs> so it was one of those things that just, I knew I had him like a fish on a hook. I just had him and I was reeling him in. So as soon as... I, I knew I had him. I was like, what are we going to do? And he's like, let's go get everybody and just go get, go in there and get him. And I was like, that's a great idea. And I was like, I was like, all right, you go get as many people as you can over here. I'll go get as many people as I can over there. And he's like, all right, cool. So he ran that way. Once he went around the corner, I was right next to my room. I ran into my room. And this was another part of the story that I forgot to tell at the beginning. They said the, what the guy was wearing. The guy was wearing all white, white pants, white shirt. And he had the, the, the stick in the, the stick in the, the like the, the, hub, sack the, the sack on the end. It was one of those things where it, it probably wasn't what he actually was wearing or what he had, but that's kind of my vision of it. So that being said, I went into my room. I was I'm a goofball when it comes to wearing costumes and stuff like that. So I went and got my white pants. I went and got my white shirt. I went and got my mullet wig. I went and just wrapped a pair of you jeans. Have a mullet wig in your room? I had well. I mean, it's in my truck right now, but uh, yeah, I, I always have it with me. <laughs> nice to meet you, Rick. <laughs> nice to meet you. My true, true colors finally came out. So, all right. So I had a mullet wig and I put, I put the whole thing on and I just kind of waited for him to come back to the school because I was going to hide in this dark area, this dark corner where there's just enough light to where you couldn't see it's me but you could see what's going on. Something. Something. So I knew he was going to bring people back to that spot. And I was, and once he did, once he got back there, I was just going to walk across this, this like shaded area or this lit up area right past the school and go into this, pretend to go into the school. And I just, I see them and sure enough, I start walking and just, I'm looking at them through my peripherals. I'm just kind of watching them through the corner of my eye. And all of a sudden I hear, Hey, there he is. Get him. Get him. Get him. <laughs> and I just kind of like, just kind of a quick run sprint past the building. And then I thought they were, they weren't really going to follow me. So I kind of turned around and sure enough, like 50 feet behind me, they're like sprinting around the corner at me. So I have to run and I kind of run all the way down to like where the BMX racetrack is across the bridge, walk, run way up the hill. I was exhausted by the time I got to the hill. Cause I just was trying to get away from them. And at that point that there, there are dirt jumps and things now up in those, up in those woods. But at that right. point it was just trees. So you oh could, God. you could get up in the trees and kind of hide pretty well. So I, I was like, if I can get to those trees, I'm, I should be good. So that's what I did. I got up into the woods, and I keep hearing them yelling, like, don't come back here. Get out of here. We're going we're gonna to get you, or this or that or the other. But they stopped chasing me. So I was like, all right, that's great. So I got up to the woods, and I took the jeans that I had tied to the stick, 
and I took my white pants off and I put my jeans back on, took my mullet wig off. And I left my white shirt on, but I figured that's easy. Yeah, that's easy that's enough. So uh, I just kind of hid it in a bush, like my my other. And I came back and I was like, "Hey, what's up, guys? Did you what happened? I heard you guys yelling." And they're like, "We saw him, like freaking, <laughs> freaking out, freaking out." So I okay, come back. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. You saw him. I was looking for him. I couldn't find anyone else to come down with us. I mean, obviously, I didn't look for anybody. <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> went and did that. But I was just like, that's so crazy. We definitely Did you get him? And they're like, no, he's up in the woods. And I was like, well, we definitely have to go get everyone now. We have to wake everyone up. By this point, it's like 4.30. Oh, Maybe, my like, God. Like, it's almost 5. Like, it's, it's getting... Like, Really, really late. It's I mean, about it's, to get light. It's light. It's, oh, it's, it's exactly about to get light. So we're basically, we're walking, and I'm just like, we had to go get everybody. So they're like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, all right, you go to this room. You go to these rooms. You wake these people up. You wake those people up. And then, and, then as, and everyone's like, yeah, that's a great idea. And they all just kind of split up. And I just went and put my white pants back on and my mullet wig. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so sure enough, like... I see, like, everyone goes and wakes everybody up. Like, this is 4.30, 5 in the morning. But they're wake, they're running into rooms and lofts and stuff, waking waking up the other staff. Just, you, there's somebody here. We need to go get it. They're trying to get a riot. It's so just, bad, just dude. To get and at the time, I was just like, I'm just going to mess with them. Like, they just, they're, once they find out it's me, they're going to they're gonna think it's hilarious. It's going to be great. But little did I know, like, people could be mad at me. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. in hindsight... I uh, I have a really bad uh, forward-thinking mind. Like, I don't think ahead at that point. I mean, I, I think I've gotten a little bit better, but uh, at that point, I never thought ahead. So it was one of those things where when I saw, like, how many people were on the back porch of the loss, I was like, dang, that's a lot of people that we just woke up for a joke. And I was like, all right, well, here we go. And I just start walking across the back, the back uh, lot like where all the cars are, where I see so many people on the back lot. But what I didn't see, there is an entire field of people, like just in those woods, just in the in oh down by the God. racetrack, just crossing. Like at that point, there was there was like a cut through. The the lake, the pond wasn't as big as it is now. So you could walk right right through. What I didn't see was all those people. I mean, I, I say hundreds, but it wasn't really. But it was a lot even, of even people. Like 60 people, that's a lot of people. It, I, we'll say around... 30 to 40. That's a lot of people. A lot of people that we just woke up at 4.30 in the morning. And so I'm, so once I hear somebody from the – it was one of the girls that was in the in the girls' cabin. They just started screaming, there he is. Get him. And I just start laughing, and I start jogging, but I'm kind of like laugh jogging. Like I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm laughing so hard I can't really jog. And I just start going. And then in my – this is how I perceived it. I don't know if you ever watched those Lord of the Ring movies or whatever where there's one guy walking across a field, and then you see an entire, oh, like, yeah. army closing in on that one person. It kind of looked it, – it had to have looked like that from the sky. If we had a drone back then, it, that's what it would have looked <laughs> like. And I just see all these people around me just closing in on me. And I just start running, and I'm trying to run faster, and I'm just laughing. But the more people I see, I start laughing harder and harder, and I'm losing my breath, and I can't I can't <laughs> focus. And then it got to be – they started to get with it, like, close enough to where I'm like – they don't actually know it's me, and they're running at me really fast. Like they're 
coming to actually get me. Yeah, as far as they, they're, they're coming to hurt me. And as far as I, and I had this thought. It was one of those things where you know how in a split second you can have an entire, an entire vocabulary with yourself. It was just, it was one of those things where I'm looking around and I see all these angry faces running at me, like literally 360 degrees around me. They're just running at me, and I'm just laughing my my brain out, and I'm just like. They don't actually know it's me. And as I had that revelation, I look to my left and my one buddy, Pete, I see him in a Superman dive in the air, like a foot and a half from me. And I see him and I, right as I see him, I, he tackles me to the ground. My mullet wig goes flying. I get, (laughs) he tackles me. I slide across the ground. I'm screaming, laughing at this point. And I have the entire army of Woodward (laughs) covering me and just realizing who I am. And it was me the whole time. And, and then I have, uh, we'll say 10 seconds of people screaming their guts at me that they hate me and this and that. And that's the worst thing. And they have to wake up soon for, for work and this and that and the other thing. And then after that 10 seconds was gone, everyone just started laughing yeah. and high-fiving and like just having the a ball in like the middle thinking, of the night. Like that just thinking that was, that was good. crazy. <laughs> that was such a good, funny joke to play on us. And then the next day, I, fe- I felt like the champion. It felt like Queen, we are the champions. Might as well have been playing all day because every time I cross paths with somebody that I hadn't talked to yet, they're like, that was the craziest story. Oh God, that was dude. so wild. That's so and good, then, though. Obviously, then people start hearing about it and they're like that was that was pretty funny that was pretty awesome and and since then I've kind of wanted to like film it with the digital media or something just cuz I thought it was it was such a good funny story there was no real harm no real foul I mean we woke some people up so they lost a little bit of sleep that's a bummer but got about the next day I they're think, good I think after the story I was like they're, they're hilarious yeah so. it was totally worth it it was totally worth it it was totally worth it so that went much longer than I was expecting. It's but once good. I get into the story, I can't leave details but out because it takes Now I know exactly what happened. Though. Now I, you know exactly. I, I can actually paint a picture in my head. Totally. So, like, all right. So that's it. So I think we, we were going to trade. So that's my story. You okay. owe me a story. I got one. All right. Perfect. I got one. So And we're gonna, we can wrap it on this. So if, if we end up catching up with Jamie, we'll just do a whole, a whole new thing. Cool. But I, I think... Get a st- let's get an awesome story. We'll call it, and we'll be good. So this this is like a it, this is a, a traveling one. So this is A to B. Okay. Right? So at the time, um, I had been uh, living in Australia. I lived there for like six 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 and a half months, and um, I went. Oh, oh, we went overseas to um, the UK to do the World Championship. It's a twenty four hour flight. It's freaking far it's far it's a long flight and and then of course like they, they had to stop in the in the middle to um th- I, I don't know if they have to like refuel or whatever so it's like a 14 hour flight and then from there it's a 10 hour flight my way there wasn't so bad like my layover was like an hour i was like cool no worries i can get out get a drink and then get back over to the um the air- airplane and we'll be good to go get get all the way over there and and i had been in australia at this point for like four months so i was getting a little homesick so I was um, kind of, I, I don't want to say um, short-tempered, but I was short-tempered. You know? I was <laughs> Just like, come out and say it. Yeah, I was ready to go home. And so we did this whole comp. Everything went well. Nobody got hurt. Everything was chilling. And then we come back. I'm on my way back to Australia. So I have to go back. I can't even go home yet. I got to go back. And the dude that uh, got my my uh, my ticket, he, he gave me like a layover. 
Um, I want to say it was in Germany or something like that. Maybe, maybe it wasn't Germany. I, I remember I, I, just, I had a, a long layover because he didn't read the fine print. And the fine print said my layover was 30 hours. I was like, oh, my God. So A full day a in full, an airport is full day. terrible. So I was like, you know, I, I got this. I'll stay in the airport. No worries. I made like four hours. I was like, yeah, I'm getting a hotel, on, and I'm getting on his dime. So I was like, went to try to get a hotel, and um, the information dude, he's like, yeah, th- there are no hotels. Like, there's, they're completely sold out because there was some business in convention in town or something. I was like, oh, great. So I was like, just find me one. Uh, it can be anywhere. Like, give, give me something that's like kind of far. He's like, I got this one. Um, and it's, it's like, it's, I think it was two train rides and a bus away to get there. I was like, let's do it. Like, I just want to go to bed. I just want to chill. And, uh, so I, I'm, I get these two, these two bus rides and, um, this, this, or there's two train rides and a bus to get to this place. By the time I get there, it's late. And I'm talking, it's like, it's like two or three in the morning. And. Stuff, luckily, stuff was still running, though. Luckily, the yeah, trains was, and all that was still running. Yeah, they're still going. And I was like, okay, well, uh, and I look, I have, like, all my, ba- like, my baggage, I have my scoot, got everything, and I looked at this place where this dude's showing me where to go, because he, like, gave me his little map, and it's all in German, and it's, it's, like, down this alleyway, straight out of a movie, like, down this dark, dark alleyway, and at the end of the alleyway, like, to the right, is, like, this little red door. And that's it. Oh my gosh! And how I'm sketchy is that? Sketchy, dude. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like you want me, whatever. We've gone this far, so I start walking <laughs> down this. I'm walking down this alleyway. I'm telling you, dude, it's like right out of Spider-Man. Like it's like drip, drop, drip. Like this oh, stops leaking around me. Like it's super, super dark. Like passion, passing like dumpsters, everything. I get to the door. I'm like, and dude answers. The dude just so happened to be from Detroit. Right, get out so of I was like, "Thank the Lord." So I get in. He like gets me all taken care of. No worries. Like I go to sleep, wake up the next day, get breakfast there, and do all the the trains and buses back, and I get back to the airport. Now I'm exhausted, right? Like I'm just laying there, like, <sighs> but I'm at my 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 gate. Like I made it through. I'm good. So I, I pass out. Now here's where it gets interesting. I pass out, right? And and um, I had like two or three hours or something. Pass out. And I just wake up to two German officers, and they both have guns drawn on me and this guy next to me. I don't know what, and they're screaming. They're like, top of their voices in German, screaming, like, and just guns drawn. I'm like, whoa, 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 hands up, like, instantly. And they just tackled this dude next to me who was just in a hoodie. And he had, like, his, his hoodie over his head, like, pulled all the way over, tackled this dude, took him off, and that was it. Like, didn't say anything else to me, nothing. But everybody that was supposed to be on that flight, they saw that. <laughs> they saw that happen. So they, they, I don't know what they thought about me, but whatever it was, it wasn't good. It couldn't have been. It could not have been good. A- apparently, this was a full flight. Nobody sat in my row. No way. <laughs> Nobody sat in my row, dude. I was completely <laughs> by myself. So I was like, that really, really sucked. Like, that was a massive, massive thing that just happened. But I got the whole road to myself, so it was worth it. It was worth it. But it was a trip, dude. Did you, and you still have no still idea? Still have no idea. No, no clue. idea. They, I, they took that guy, and they didn't take me. So I was like, okay. Like, it, <laughs> it scared me. Like, I was so worried, because they were screaming in German. I was like, I don't know what you're saying, but I got nothing. I was oh just been sleeping. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was stressful. <laughs> it was stressful. <laughs> oh, well, I guess it kind of makes up for the rest of it. I you mean, know? what do you do? You... You go through all that, but then you get to sleep the whole ride home. That's yeah. one of my favorite things about 
flying overseas or, or when I know I'm going to have a long flight, I try my best to be the last on the plane. So I'll wait through all everybody else. I'll just hang out in the, in the terminal just right there. So whenever they say, last call, and then they're looking at me in the eyeballs, last call, get on the plane. We know it's you. We know you're waiting to get on this get plane. Get on. Get on. That's when I walk on the plane <laughs> because then I can just walk through and just if I just happen to walk by a row that's still empty, I'm like, oh, this is where I sit. This is where this is where this is my seat. Oh, that's pretty good. I never thought about that. That's a good that's a good plan. That's my that's my move. Whenever I get on long flights, I try to be the last one. So if if hypothetically I got on and I'm not the last one, then somebody could be like, oh, that's my seat or these are our seats. And I'd be like, oh, sorry, I must have just read it wrong. Whatever. Right. But if I try my best to be the absolute last person right before they close that door. Boom. That's my seat. Yeah, that's my whole that's, perfect. that's my whole seat. All of these seats, these are mine. I bought all these. <laughs> I bought all these. <laughs> For this reason. They're like, wow, lucky you. You get your whole row. And uh-huh. I'm like, lucky me. Little <laughs> do they know I'm supposed to be squished in the back between <laughs> two people. But all right. Well, Raymond, that was fun. I know we were supposed to have a Jamie Bestwick uh, appearance, but it never happened, uh, believe it or not. So, um, I still had fun. Yeah, I still had a so blast. Thank a you very time. much for coming Absolutely. down and doing this with me. Uh, I know you have YouTube. If you want, feel free to let people know uh, to the tens of people that will be hearing this. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How, what's your YouTube? What's your social? What's uh, if people can follow you and check out what you're what you're all about and and kind of keep up with you. Yeah, if you guys want to check me out on Instagram, it's just Raymond Warner. No spaces, nothing special. Same thing on Insta or on uh, YouTube. Same thing. Just type in Raymond Warner. I should pop up there somewhere. Hopefully. Um, yeah, if you guys want to watch some of the videos, check out Insta. I'd appreciate it. Thank you. But thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Well, I, had, I had a blast. This is this is the best way to meet somebody. Yeah, this, this is perfect. Was, this is perfect. Yeah. And thank you, Woodward Camp, for letting us use your studios and being so gracious as a host as you are and have been over the 21 years that I've been coming here. This is this is insane that I'm still able to come here and live this dream. I appreciate it. And thank you guys uh, for listening to another episode of the podcast. Uh, once again, I'm your host, John Saxon. If for some reason you need to get in touch with me, John M. Saxton on all the social networks. Uh, and otherwise, you keep listening. We'll keep cranking them out. Thanks again, guys. We'll talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by One Better. Now, I know what you're all worried about, and that's what shampoo to buy next. Well, worry no more, because One Better has you covered. We've all heard about the two-in-one bottles that have shampoo and body wash in one. Now, One Better is offering just what it says, One Better. Not only is it a shampoo and a body wash, it is also a mouthwash. So now your final one-stop shop for all your bathroom needs. Freshen up with One Better. Side note, don't actually ingest. Get in or around the mouth area.